Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Welcome to, back to the show, Naylor. <laughs> so this is part two because last week I had you on the program and I, I told you beforehand, I wanted to have you share about your your blueprint for this season. And somehow we, we got to talk it for a half hour before the show, an hour on the show. We didn't even get to it. So... We're going to uh, attempt because <laughs> right. what happens is we just start talking about something random and then we go, we, we just can go fast down <laughs> anything. Uh, rabbit hole after rabbit hole. But before we hear this story, we need to take a moment and thank today's show sponsor. Could you have any guess who today's show sponsor is, Baylor? <laughs> Jobber? <laughs> <laughs> Our live studio uh, audience. Thank you guys. Uh, Clap now. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Today's episode really, though, is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is a software I use to organize and manage my business. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> broadcast. Uh. Um, from, from, from quoting a project to getting paid, Jobber software brings everything together to make projects easy to manage and customer experiences seamless, giving you more time back in your day getting you paid faster. We talked about on part one, they actually getting cards on file and <clears throat> having them on auto pay. So anyway, if you're looking to stay organized and scale your business, head on over to getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. All right, Naylor. So without further ado, let's hear about your uh, lawn care story. From, from oh my <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll Did somebody pull, pull up to you and say he actually enjoys listening to us? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I'm saying, like, this is the stuff, man. Like, I literally met a local guy. He pulled the park down the street right across from me because he had two lawns. And, and he was like, hey, man, I, I, I've been seeing you in passing and I've been wanting to meet you. I was just listening to you and Paul. I was listening to your podcast on the way here. It's so funny. And I'm like, really? That's crazy. So and then and then I met some guy on my home street that was like, are you the lawn care rookie? He just starts walking all the way down the street. And I'm like, Oh, who's this dude? Like, what's he, about he lives in your He's, neighborhood. No, no. He was mowing a lawn in my neighborhood. And I was like, you know, oh. I just, I'm always checking everybody out, right. Checking up their, checking out their setup and all that. And I drove past parked, you know, to get out of my truck to go home, get my cooler and everything. And, he starts walking down and he's like, I'm like, all right. And he's like, Hey, are you the lawn care rookie? I'm like, yeah. Yep. And like, we talked for so long that my wife and my daughter came out cause they weren't really sure what was going on. They were thinking maybe it was some beef or something, some drama going on. Like what's up with that? Oh, you were mowing your beef. house. No, I was just coming home. Oh. He was mowing someone down oh, the street I got from you. my house. I got you. He just started walking down. Like he, this wasn't Will off. Rice, was it? No, that was a whole another. Oh, that was back in the day. Oh, this is man. this is just someone else, you know, that I never met before. And he, and he, but my whole point is, 
he did, didn't even know I had a podcast or you or Brian, but he <laughs> follows me and Brian on uh, YouTube. And I'm like, man, we just don't do a good enough job promoting our podcast. Apparently we have people following us on YouTube, but they don't even know we have a podcast. I'm like, what are you listening to? He's man. like, nothing. And he just pulls out his like random, like earmuffs that he, you know, hearing like the old school generic hearing protection. I'm like, nothing, no music, no audio books, nothing. He's like, no, I just got these. Oh, I'm like, man, man, you need to, you need to set up your game you're like mowing lawns man it's a time to to nourish your mind right. you know Mul- you can multitask anyway. essentially yeah so i told him the whole thing told me he needs to get on, on the program so i'm just saying it's like you know, one extreme from the other you know you get the guys like i follow you on youtube thank you so much for all your info but he doesn't know anything about the podcast. So he didn't even know you existed. And I'm like, okay. And then you got the other guy who's like, Hey man, I was just listening to you and Paul on the way here. You guys had me cracking up. I'm like, what the heck? Anyway, back to, uh, let's get into how, it. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is how time just goes. We, we've by, been weeks man. in the making. We want to hear your lawn care story for this year. Year eight. Oh yeah. You're, Man, you're eight. I had to press the soft reset button. As my wife said, my wife's like, can you rebuild? I'm like, that's what I'm trying to do, honey. I'm trying to rebuild, you know? So I had to press the soft reset button. So as I talked in depth on a previous episode with you, I made a lot of changes from last year going into this year. Um, And so really the goal is to try and, you know, and honestly, I really wasn't sure what to do. Like at one point I thought to myself, and and this is something I'll probably dig into a little more, maybe in, in, in my, on my episodes too, but I really wanted to figure out like, you know, everything's going really well with LCR media and social media. And I just love being a part of the community and anything I can do there. But I mean, that's not, you know, the whole point of that is not to pay my mortgage, you know? So mm-hmm. lawn care, clean cut lawn care has been my job, my career ever since I left retail management. That's what's been paying the bills <clears throat> with my wife helping in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's the number one goal. I like lawn care so that I want to do something enjoyable to earn a living. So mm-hmm. that's, that's where this all came from. Yeah, You were the guy reading the home Depot guide back in the day, <laughs> yeah. how you can get the best yard. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was that homeowner. And I, so I, I get a lot of joy and satisfaction out of, you know, nice green lush lawn and striping it and all that just mm-hmm. from a homeowner you know standpoint. So I, I was like, I hey, mean, I should be able to enjoy this as a profession. Obviously it's got its ups and downs. Right. But, um, I really just trying to figure out like what, what, what am I going to do? Like, should I just focus more on LCR media and try and make that, you know, more of a career thing. And then I'm like, I don't know, you know, so I like lawn care, but I love creating content. So like, uh, I've heard so much that if you do what you love as a job or like, you know, as a career, then it becomes a job and you don't really love it as much. Like stick with what you love is like more of your hobby and your, your passion and things like that. doesn't mean you can't, you know, be profitable with all that, but have, you know, have, be careful. Like, so like lawn care, I like lawn care. So that can be my career. That can be where I'm making, you know, the majority of the money for, you know, at least for now anyway, for, to pay my bills and all that. So anyway, I had to have this whole conversation with myself over the winter and try and figure out what am I going to do? Where am I going to go from here? Because it doesn't look like anything is necessarily getting better. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just as hard to find people if not harder. Um, you know, I let one of my people, one of my guys go that was just falling off and I couldn't take it anymore. I, so it's just me and old Dale just hanging in there. And I'm like, you know, we can start the season strong and, and go from there. I, you know, I, I downsized a little bit, got rid of some folks for various different reasons. Um, and you know, went from like 90 something accounts to 70 accounts. 
So that was a good chunk burden off of my, off of our shoulders there. But it's like, should I just go, you know, at one point I thought, should I just go back to being solo? It's like, well, a couple things. One, I cannot afford to be solo because I can't make enough money being solo. Cause there's only so many hours in a day, mm-hmm. only so much I can physically do as one person. Mm-hmm. So there's a ceiling there, mm-hmm. which is why people always have to get employees to grow and, and do more work. That's, mm-hmm. that's just how, how it works. But to help put my daughter through college, I can't really afford that just on a solo owner operator lawn care income. It's just, it's just not, there's too much, too much. Our life just, you know, as your kids get older, your expenses, you know, grow like that's just how life works. So as much as I thought about, you know, as much as I enjoyed the thought about going back to being solo, because, you know, during this whole thing last year and and coming into this year with all the staffing issues, there was a lot of times that I was solo again and I'm Mm -hmm. out there mowing lawns again, like, all right, I'm getting, you know, 10 yards done today instead of 20. Great. You know, like, Mm -hmm. and, but, but like I would, it it was nostalgic, right. It reminded Mm -hmm. me of the olden days. Yeah. That's how I grew up meeting you on YouTube. That's, I mean, it was you. Yeah. Like it just reminded me, you know, seven, eight years ago, I was just out there cutting that grass, you know, just laying those stripes down and I could zone out. And, and, you know, I found myself deep in thoughts again that I, I wasn't able to engage in like, you know, when I'm with, when I'm with the crew, I'm constantly paying attention to what they're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't just zone out and listen to audiobooks or podcasts or get lost in thought and start getting creative. Like, Oh, what do we, what do we want to do with the rally this year? And all mm-hmm. that, like, that's where all that stuff came from. All of those, these ideas that I've ever come up with YouTube video ideas, all these meetup events and making things better and joining, you know, growing the community, all that stuff all came from me just mowing lawns all day, every wow. day, like eight to 10 hours of just being in like a Zen state, you know, being in a meditative state, you know, minus when you're getting in a truck and all that. But I mean, like 15 to 20 minutes every yard for eight to 10 yards, that that's a lot of hours of real good thinking time. Yeah, and Alan Hain calls I, I it enjoying, that. enjoying the mow. And he's just a homeowner yeah. down in Florida, but he's like, I enjoy the mow. And, and, uh, he'll, he'll in his channel, share things that like, if the handlebar is too high, I was trying to mow. He's like, I couldn't enjoy the mow, you know, but if right. everything's just right, you, it's, it's actually therapeutic. And um, exactly. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I agree. Therapeutic mm-hmm. is, is a, a good word that I was missing, um, for sure. And, you know, so like, so, so I kind of missed that. And I was like, you know, man, that this, it would be, it would be nice, but I just, I just can't afford that. I can't afford to just be that, you know, that guy just cutting grass, you know, all day by myself. It's just not going to help my family at the level that we're at right now. So I really just had to make some, some critical decisions and, and then see what, what I can do. So that's where I'm just, that's where I just press the soft reset and where I'm rebuilding and just, you know, trying to get back into, you know, I, I put applications back out and trying to f- see if I can find anybody, which it's been very slim pickings at this point, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm putting a lot of feelers out there, trying a lot of things. Um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, Dale and I can get done everything that we have in the books on the schedule as it is just the mm-hmm. two of us, but that's not, you know, that, I don't know if I want to keep it there. Like I, I, you know, Dale ran the crew while we were at the GIE, you know, Mm -hmm. last year or equip expo now, Mm -hmm. like he, you know, he, I mean the crew, I mean, just him and one guy, but he was doing it, you know, he got everything done, called me a couple of times, had a couple 
really good questions that, you know, was the perfect reasons to call things like that. So I feel confident letting Dale do those things, especially if I'm, and I wasn't even in town, right. Mm -hmm. Especially if I'm here in town, you know, whether I'm recording a podcast with you guys or I'm spraying yards or something while he's out there with somebody else, Mm -hmm. you know, working on chipping away at a route in one of the neighborhoods that we uh, knock out, like one of the ones that you were in, like, I'm confident with that. And I would like that. That was my goal, my vision, not to get out of hand, but just so that he could do, you know, maybe two days a week, he could take some routes and do that while I can focus on some other things. And then I can meet up with them later in the week and we can knock out some of the more high maintenance, higher end neighborhoods, mm-hmm. uh, like good old Randy <laughs> lives in. <laughs> if you missed last oh. week's episode, you got, you got to go back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you know, you know, but you know, so I don't want to. <laughs> what did he say when you tell when you emailed him? That's correct or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he said oh. yes. That's correct. That's oh man, he was so upset that I fired him first. Oh, I just wanted to get man. that in there. I was like, hey, I'm not going to be mowing your lawn. He's oh. like, that is correct. <laughs> oh. He wasn't even going to tell me. I don't think like, what the heck, man? He was just going to, I was just going to show up one day and to mow his neighbors. And there was going to be some stripes in his yard. I was like, Oh, I guess he found somebody else, but I got him first. So anyway, I wasn't going to leave old Dale. I don't want to leave old Sorry. Dale with, 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 with Randy's and Karen's out there. Oh, man. So, uh, in, 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 uh, in that neighborhood that will remain nameless, but at any rate, um, that, so that's, that's kind of like still my goal. So, I kind of went through this whole period, which was just short lived kind of over the winter of everything that I just said. And I just came to the conclusion, you know, that the soft reset that I talked about in in the other episode and uh, just trying to reduce some of the workload so that Dale and I can handle it. And I can barely handle it by myself if I needed to, but I'd have to work like six days or something. And that's 70 accounts, isn't it? Yeah. But, but it's not 70 mowing. Oh, that's what it's it's 60 mowing accounts. The other 10 are just random people that are like in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Mow their own yard and they want us to spray the weeds and fertilize it. Out of those 60, Naylor, do all of the 60 have a fertilization weed control or some of them? There's probably some that don't have anything. And, um, you know what? No, actually they're all in HOAs. They all have something. I got rid of all of the nothing yards, like all of the weed infested yards that were bi-weekly or whatever nonsense. Those don't even exist. So either I treat the yard, which is ideal or one of the local I got you. major companies that only treat yards. <clears throat> got like, you. That's the thing. Like all of my yards are either treated by a big company that only treats yeah, or, or, or I do it and I mow. It's not like they have some random company that mows and treats, but only treats them. And you know what I mean? So, um, so what I try to be, what I'm trying to be and get my company to be is to, to, to be the one-stop shop when it comes to lawn maintenance for mowing and fur, because there's a lot of these, you know, treatment companies that only do that. And then there's a lot of these mow, blow and go guys that only do that. I've always wanted to be both from day one, but I mean that, you know, that mowing is easy. The fertilizing and weed control is a whole nother thing. You got to you got to get trained, you got to get uh, certified and you got to get your license in your state and all that. And then you got to get a, get the right equipment. And there's an evolution there, right? Like I'm mean, asked with backpack sprayers, like 
super old school stuff. Like, you know, I wasn't jumping off getting a tank, a, a bed, you know, truck bed, skid spray, sprayer, what all the th- different terms that people use, the big tank in the back of my truck with a hose and running around spraying it. That stuff's expensive, man. Right. Like I'm not going to jump out the gate with that. So I had to work my way up, build a clientele that wanted that work, obviously utilizing my mowing clients right out the gate. But so, I mean, so, so that that's evolved to, to where I am now. So like, um, almost half of my clients I treat Okay. the other, the other little more than half other, you know, a couple other major companies that do a good job. So it keeps, you know, keeps the lawn growing good and it gives me something to mow and, um, barely any weeds and things like that. So, but anyway, those, so those 60 people, I could just barely do myself, which would be a nightmare if I worked like six days, like it, but that's not the goal, but that's like an emergency backup plan that I don't want to ever have to use. So, you know, but with Dale, you know, with one person, you know, we can knock that out in like four days, you know, that's like nothing. So that's kind of the goal. And then it leaves a fifth day for a rain makeup, you know, or a rain delay or, you know, any of the other things that come up. Some, some people want us to trim their shrubs a couple of times a year and, Obviously I still have to, I still have to treat yards. Mm-hmm. So if, if it was just me and him, that would still have, give me a fifth day, you know, every week to be able to stay on top of these treatments, you know, as the next rounds come up. So, but the ultimate goal is to still try and find at least one more person so that I can get back to where I want it to be. You know, for the longest time, I didn't have a crew leader. I always had two people. I, right. I, I never right. had a problem. It seemed like finding two part-time people. I just couldn't find a crew leader. I was trying to get Dale to that point, but he was in high school and he was young and everybody was giving me a bunch of slack. Like, Oh, you know why you got this high school kid? And all. I'm like, I don't know, man. I even told you this on a podcast back in the day. It's like, you know, I, I was successful in retail management when I believed in kids. Yeah. I believed in teenagers that I saw something in them wow. that, you know, I could help mold them, guide them and lead them. And they stuck with me for years and they wow. ended up being supervisors and managers. I mean, some yeah. of them obviously went on to college and moved on with their life. But then they'd come back from college wow. over the summer and work for me. And they, they were my best employees because they knew everything because they worked yeah. for me for years. They were the ones that would spend like late nights with me to get stuff done in the store. I'd buy pizza for them. We'd wow. hang out. We'd just be having a good old time getting stuff done. And they're like, how come it seems like every time I come from, from school, I always get, I always get stuck staying until like two in the morning with you. I'm like, cause, cause, cause you love it. That's why you're the only ones I can rely on. Like, yeah, yeah. So we have a good, so that, that, those are the kind of relationships that I have built over the years. Was that a gap uh, or where was that at? All over the place, multiple. You you worked at Gap and where else? JC Penny? I I, I started at the Gap and then I worked at, um, started at the Gap and then I went to, where the heck did I go to? I went, I went to Model Sporting Goods, which is like a small version of Dick Sporting Goods. It's like okay. a more local East Coast version. Yeah. Um, and, and then I went to Toys R Us. Toys R Us, <laughs> Babies R Us. <laughs> and then I went to all oh. for more money. Every single step was for more money. I kept getting offered more money and mm-hmm. all that. So, and then, and then I actually went to JCPenney because I, I was just getting miserable thinking that it was Toys R Us and Babies R Us, but really it was retail. But I'm like, oh, well, let me just try. <laughs> let me just try one more thing. This looks pretty cool. JCPenney is like reinventing themselves and has this new position that sounds pretty cool. And I got there and like a year in, they like fired the CEO, or the CEO retired and they got rid of that, but not retired. He was the new CEO that created all this resigned. 
And then they got rid of my position and all this stuff. And it went back to the old ways and life became miserable again. I'm like, it's, it's just, it's just retail. That's what it is. It's retail. It's not for me anymore. I need to get out. So anyway, I, but I always enjoyed the people, the teams that I created, you know, it doesn't matter how old or young they were. I always found good people. And I, I was never the one to shy away from the young guys and girls, you know, that the high school kids and all that, like, you could find some, when you find a good high school kid, you found a good high school kid and you can really be a yeah. part of, of their life and they can really help you in your business. So anyway, that's, that's kind of my, been my goal with Dale, but then, you know, like I said, he was in high school, young, he graduated, he didn't know what he was going to do with his life. And he went and worked, worked full time at some warehouse local for like nine months and realized he wanted to come back to lawn care and all that. And I persuaded him to come back, <clears throat> but you know, he's older now. He's an adult. He's grown up. He's, mm-hmm. you know, living on his own has bills to pay and all that kind of stuff. So it's, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, let's, let's give it a second go. Come on. You know, so he's full time and, um, <clears throat> salary and all that. So, and, and, and like I said, now he, we continued basically where we left off was, was what I was trying to get to. I was trying to get him to the point where he could just run, run at least run some of those neighborhoods that you've been in. They're super mm-hmm. easy. They're all right yeah. there. He doesn't have to go driving all over town, right. the ramp rack system. It's, 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 you know, it's a turnkey situation right there. He just gets in the truck and goes. Um, and so that's what he did. Like I said, at the GIE. And um, so I just want to, I want now that I have that, now I need to go and get the other part that I always had. You know, I always had part-timers and no crew leader. Now I have a crew leader, and no part-timer. So right. I have to re- rebuild that and, and get that. So that's, that's my ultimate goal, you know, doing a lot of different things like I've been trying to do forever. I mean, I don't really know what are the new things to do. I listen to a lot of folks, uh, you know, I, I ask my peers, mm-hmm. you know, I've got, you know, people, there's a guy in my, in my area that has a, you know, like a big, like Andy Mulder type company, nice, you know, real profitable hardscaping mm-hmm. business. He, he does law maintenance as well. Um, he actually listens to Andy Mulder, Mulder all the time. <laughs> and, uh, and Nelson? We talk. huh? Nelson? No, 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 not him, but oh. he's, he's, he's blowing up too, but, um, he doesn't really, he does landscaping and lawn care, not hardscaping. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's another guy or Oreo landscaping. If he hears oh, okay. this, yeah, he listens to my, he, he probably follows a bunch of you guys on social media, actually on, on Instagram, but but Kenny, if, if you're listening to this, shout out to Kenny. But um, he, you know, shout out to anybody if you're listening yeah. to this. <laughs> shout out to anybody, right? <laughs> oh, that's what oh, it's cool about podcasts. It's just you're my buddy. It's, it's just good to catch up with you. And then right, it's like right, someone right. else is actually listening to this. That's just bonus. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But you know, so, but, but he, he, he's telling me, you know, the, he, the same kind of issues he's struggling with staffing and all that. We're all dealing with, with all these different labor issues and he's trying this and trying that. And I'm trying to do this and that, and we try to help each other out. And it's, it's just, it's, it's just been a struggle, but that's really what, what my goal is, is to just continue to, you know, I really just need to make critical changes in my business to make it a little bit easier to manage because things were kind of getting off the rails last year, getting close to hundred clients, couldn't find enough people. And as basically me, myself and I, and it was just not, it, it wasn't working out. So I needed to make some critical changes that we talked about. And, uh, you know, now I'm just trying to, rebuild, like I said. So I keep getting calls from, from the neighborhoods that I'm already in. So I'm, you know, increase my prices. So I'm not getting as many yeses, mm-hmm. not on per, I'm not trying to knock it yeses, but I'm just trying right. to be as profitable as possible. But so adding a couple more people here and there adding on, and I know it's going to get back up to that level again, but I need to make sure that I 
keep it under control and try and build the team so that I can not have to be involved as much all the time. You know, the perfect solution that sometimes gets lost in desperation, mm. you know, when you're just really stressed out and you don't know what's going on, you're like, Oh, maybe I should just downsize, or maybe I should just go back to solo this and that. And everyone's got their reasons. And I, I don't fault anyone for anything, but I mean, sometimes you can't do these different things, even if you want to, but mm-hmm. you, you lose focus on what your original goals were. You just kind of give up on them or don't think they're possible. So I'm just trying to get back to, I want to get back to a crew. I want to be able to do what I want to do. I want to be able to have my lawn care and still create content because I enjoy both and I should be able to do both. And obviously spending time with my family and doing all that, that always happens after the fact, but I want to be less tired and be more present, you know, when I'm in, in, you know, with my family and doing all that stuff. So that's kind of the ultimate goal there. Hey, landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. Have you heard the exciting news? Caleb and Brittany have started construction on what will be the Hardscape Academy's official headquarters for in-person training. This summer, you'll be able to go to their 8,400-square-foot facility in beautiful Fairfield County, Ohio, and get the hands-on training you and your crew need to improve your skill set and earn more money. If you can't attend in person, they will always have their online training resources for paper installation, retaining walls, fire pits, and step installation, along with one-on-one coaching calls. All of this can be found at thehardscapeacademy.com. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, thehardscapeacademy.com is for you. And that link is in today's show notes. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber. For this year, I mean, that's we really went through a whole lot in that last episode. I really talked about all the details of all that. So yeah, um, but but you said you wanted to dig into some staffing, or I guess, and some other things. I don't know what other questions you had. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think you 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 kind of covered it because for to be in this business for um, eight years, and I've just watched you make so many adjustments, pivots, nailer, and just you, you know, kind of tweak this thing to where you got it now. I just thought it would be helpful to you for you to share your story because it's, it's, it's um, not exaggerated. You know, you're just very honest with at the end of the day, how difficult it is to, to convince someone to mow edge, trim and blow 
Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's challenging. Yeah. It, we find it, like it Caleb's got is. Bo Campbell that's been there for 20 years. I mean, you know, it's just, it's hard right. to find those folks. And if you do, Mr. Producer, for example, is one of these guys, when you find a gold, you know, so, someone like that, you, you just have to get them on your team, you know what I mean? And take care of them and, and show appreciation and things of that nature. Yeah. And speaking of that, um, I just, I, before this, I got off the phone with, um, um, Tom with Kohler, Kohler engines. I had him on the show. We were talking about the 300 hour oil kit Mm -hmm. that they have. And we were also talking about Kohler's culture and their environment. I know you've talked about this before on previous episodes. I wrote about it in my book. It was so impressive. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah, You wrote about your book. Yeah. I just remember hearing a bunch about it from you because you you were there and you saw it in action and everything. And Mm -hmm. Tom's been working for Kohler with Kohler for 25 years. Wow. So that he's just one of many examples of the team at Kohler that have been there forever. And I was asking him questions about it, right? Like, like actually asking a 25 year team member, like, what's going on? Like, what's the secret at Kohler? What's the environment? What are some things? And, you know, he really just boiled it. You know, we, we talked about a bunch so you can listen, you guys can listen to that episode when it comes out on LCR media podcast, but it boiled down to him saying that because they're a family owned business, which all of us should be right. Technically Mm -hmm. we're all family owned businesses. It's our business. Mm -hmm. Um, They, they really know how to show appreciation to their team. Mm-hmm. So that's clutch and we need to appreciate our team, but also they're, they're always finding a way to innovate. Wow. Innovation is their, is, is their biggest thing because what it does is it keeps the team members fresh. It yeah. keeps them excited to do new things, to accomplish new goals. And it's not the same old trim edge and blow, you know, and then now, and I, I get it for us. It's, it's how, how are you going to make it? you know, you're mowing, trimming, edging, blowing like every day. That's the job. So I get that, right. you know, we can't reinvent the wheel, but I just feel like there's more to, there's more there. There's more that we can, you know, those of us that are, that really want to dig in and think about it. I, I think there's something to take away from what Tom said about Kohler and, mm-hmm. and, and, and just focusing on innovation and making it, making it challenging and rewarding to work for Kohler. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just the same old boring mundane thing that they do day in, day out for 25 years. Mm-hmm. There's always some new projects, some new technologies, new oil that they're coming up with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? hundred hour oil changes has been the staple forever. It's for, for eternity. He called it. It's the, it's the legacy landmark. Uh-huh. Every hundred hours got to change oil. Well, not anymore. Now it's 300 hours. Wow. If you use their oil that they spent two years, over two years making wow. this oil because they tested it for months and months they had to get engines over 1500 hours to make sure that it actually works. Yeah. If they only change the oil every 300 hours with the extended life oil filter, they just have a mower just going 24 (laughs) seven, just going, going, runs out of gas, crank it back up, fill her up, crank it back up. There you go. So they tested it to make sure that if they're telling people, if they're selling this oil that people are going to put in their engines, that they're not blowing up engines because they're only changing it every 300 hours. So they tested it and they made sure it worked after they formulated it with all the special additives. That's 62 days. I just, excuse me, Nate, I did 1500 <laughs> hours divided by 24 hours in a day. The mower would have to run for two months, over two months, just straight up. Yeah. Well, that's why it took two years. Cause they probably shut it, it off. Took some day. breaks. Yeah. All right, go, go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
but so that, you know, that, so it took them, you know, two years to get to that point to, to formulate that. So that's just yeah, one of the many I'm, examples I'm, and there's new things coming out that he couldn't share apparently. So that's exciting. Yeah. And I'm not going to name names, but there's someone you and I used to watch on YouTube back when we were, when we met <laughs> and this guy would make fun of his employees. And, um, uh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, I don't know. I think so. I'm talking about it off air, but go ahead. Okay. But, but I'm like, you know, we, we have to create a culture of, um, that that's like Kohler that you want to work there. Like you're proud to wear that Kohler shirt. I'm, they, they gave me a golf shirt once. I was like, you know, I'm walking around like, yeah, I, I, I right. just, I'm, I'm glad to work there. And, and how do we create that with our teams? And I think you mentioned appreciation, Mr. Producers, you know, in a, in a small way as a subcontractor, part of the green industry podcast team, but I'm often thinking like, how, how can I, um, you know, be, be a blessing to him. You know what I mean? And I don't have the, you know, uh, pockets of Kohler, you know what I mean? There's like, you know, right. but, but, but what can we be doing with showing appreciation and things of that nature? And I think some guys not like using Dale as an example, but, um, some guys like that when they actually enjoy, you actually treat them as a human being. And, and you know, I don't know what it was like at the warehouse, but if he feels like more part of a family working for you, that's going to keep them around longer. Um, yeah. in my opinion. So, and, and we don't talk about that too often in, in this industry. Um, you know, yeah, a hundred percent. And <clears throat> I'm going to be having a conversation with, uh, with another old employee that, um, I'll, I'll wait till that all comes to fruition and see what the fina- the final outcome is with that before I make a podcast or talk about it anywhere. <clears throat> but there might be some potential insight from that too, that kind of goes on that vein of what we're talking about and, and culture and environment and, you know, the, mm-hmm. the team members that you put together when they're working with each other could be key. So I've had some suspicions and some things and, in my uh, text to this employee, I said some specific things and they never responded to me. I've reached out to them before, like I said to you off air a couple of times wow. here and there. And uh, just because I, I wanted some sort of closure, you know, and I felt guilty and I, I never got a response back. And um, I finally did. So I must have said the right things this time. So and maybe it was a combination of that and the right opportunity, right? Like timing, I mean, for this person, too. I don't know what's going on in their life, you know, uh, almost a year later, but we'll we'll see. We have a meeting on Saturday morning, so uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, but we'll stay tuned. Well. Um, I said, we keep it short and sweet. I know you're getting to the tail end of the day and praise God, man. I, we, we prayed for you earlier to be safe in the tornado and you're still here. Still here. Yeah. So, cranking out podcast after podcast. Yeah, like we did our other episode that you guys would have heard last week on the program and it, and it ran long. So I was like, all right, Neil, we'll, we'll, we'll catch back up. You went and did some podcasts with Tom. I, I interviewed Jeremiah Jennings and he interviewed me. We've just been podcasting all day. So yeah. I went and, and I thought about you quite a while today. I was at Publix. And I was in the Bubba Burger section. They they got they had like four different kinds. So I didn't know which one to get. Uh, and, Bubba uh, Burger. Well, no, I know it's the Bubba Burger. But even yeah. within the Bubba Burger brand, they oh, had a reduced fat one. They had gotcha. a sweet onion one. They had the the original. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. I was like, all these Bubba Burgers. So um, I don't even remember which one I picked. But that's that's the burger that you got me. Um, your burger was so delicious, man. I was I like, appreciate it. Yeah. I was like, this was so good after traveling for, you know, such a long time. Yeah. Sitting out on the lake, eating a good burger. 
It was I great. Mean, it's, it's, it's not a steak, but you know, I, I've been told that I cook some, I grill some good burgers. So I figured I'd lead with, lead with my best grill some chicken and burgers. My family loves my chicken and burgers. So I'm like, I'll grill it for my extended family. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. smooth one there, Rook. And then, um, I bought the bur- Bubba burger, Bob, cause that's what you said was good. Yeah. So are you going to tell me the secret ingredient or (laughs) I'm going to be on my own for that? Yeah. Give you the secret ingredient (laughs) on the podcast. (laughs) It won't be a secret anymore. Oh man. Well that, that was delicious. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to land the plane cause I want to go, I want to go, uh, <laughs> fire up the grill here and <laughs> cook a burger. Yeah, yeah, not to be awkward, but uh, <laughs> how can people connect, <laughs> how can people connect with you, Rook? Uh, well, the good old LCR media podcast. I really appreciate if you guys listen to that. I, I have a real, a good core listenership that I keep, you know, meeting over time, like either it be on the, on the street, you know, like that I'm, that I'm mowing or, or they just reach out to me sometimes. And just like recently I've been having a lot of people that I've never met before. Mm-hmm. Somehow I didn't, wasn't following them on Instagram. So I make sure I click follow and, mm-hmm. but they, they've just been reaching out to me and, and they, they target or they point out specific episodes or they just generically wow. say, you know, thank you for, you know, everything that you, that you're doing and saying, and you're really helpful and all that. And it's been a lot recently. So I I don't know what, like what's changed or what, or maybe there's just finally more traction and more Mm -hmm. people are stumbling upon it or whatever. But yeah, you know, I have a good amount of people that listen to the, the podcast, but as you know, Paul, there's still people that we, we meet that have no idea we have a podcast and it's like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So. I mean, it's basically every time I'm at an intersection in Atlanta, I'll look to my left or right and I'll see a, a, a you know, a five by eight, 10 trailer and a, in a, you know, some power equipment and a lawnmower. And I'm like, man, I want to be like, you know, check out our, yeah. check out this community that's helping each other to build right. better, better businesses. Um, because I don't know, we're, we're still probably less than 1%, um, you know, of this industry listens to her, but maybe it's a little bit more that I don't know the exact number, but there's, um, there's a hundred, there's over a hundred thousand registered businesses. Yeah. You got so this from, uh, it's, from it's Wayne. Than, well, well, I mean, I want to write this down. Cause I, I messed this number up, but what did old Wayne say? Wayne Thompson, that's uh, who gave you the stat, right? I don't think so. Or maybe he did. It was Jonathan Potoshnik that told me back in oh, the day because he was targeting th- their, you know, he, he, his service autopilot has different, demographics right yeah. so like they have they have cleaning and all this stuff so yeah. he's like you know we only have like whatever his percentage service autopilot services mm-hmm. out of like the hundred thousand registered users but it's kind of one of those things that's out there i've just said it a bunch because i th- think what's I read the number again though magazine a hundred thousand a hundred thousand registered registered land lawn and landscape now, businesses now i think on your sh- on the lcr media podcast <laughs> I think Wayne Thompson slipped out a, a number that was like 119 or I don't know what it was. Hmm. I'll have to look. Maybe you back were to that. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty but still, sure it's close enough. It, 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 yeah. It's a hundred. It's, it's over a hundred thousand. Like, you know, well, you know what? I get a hundred, I get over a hundred thousand dollars a month. So maybe we do have more than 1%. <laughs> yeah. But, but no, you got to think about it per episode because oh, people, it's the same person. Yeah. That's, they listen to 30 times. Yeah. With 20, yeah. we do 24 episodes a month. So I may be 24 downloads right. from one person. That's a faithful listener. Yeah. For um, the, for, so what I do is I, I go and listen and I sort my episodes to the lowest and then I look at the lowest number and then I sort it to the highest oh. and I get the highest number and I divide those two. And that's my average listeners. 
That's that's how I my little crude uh, math there. So that gives you gives my average because you're always going to have this random skewed thing of people that don't go all the way back and people that do and people that pop in just for one episode here and there. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you can say, well, on average, I I have, you know, a thousand or two thousand, you know, you're up to or whatever downloads um, per episode. It's at, at, you know, one, they all eventually get to two thousand, but it's like what's your real average listening? Right. You know, is it 2000? Probably not, but it's probably still a lot. It's probably right. somewhere in between 1000 and 2000, but that's still one. That's less than 1% that's, that's, of, that of was the what industry. I'm getting yeah, that's I, I, what I got I what you're getting at, but, but, but there's a lot of work to do. And you guys sharing this, you know, even if it's on Instagram, like I don't have a big following you share, you know, and you tag us that it's, it's all organic. That's, that's how this thing is growing. And so we, we appreciate it because this, this information is um, helping a lot of folks. So a hundred percent. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys. If you go to the LCR media podcast and check that out. And also I've been starting to upload some new videos. I've been, I don't know where I've been finding the time, but I've got a lot of archived footage that I have, have yet to edit from last year, last season that I wanted to put out spring last year, but mm-hmm. this year I've gotten some new things like some new Toro equipment and I, and, and then I've just been coupling it with old content that I've had. And so I'm trying to get all this stuff back out now and put some videos together. So I put a video out like last week for um, Cartmate and mulch force mm-hmm. for mulch season. And then today, another one went out for, I think um, the comp, the, the, the comparison between the residential Toro 30 and the commercial Toro 30. So I've got both of those. So I've just got, I've got a lot of good content that, that I've recently made and content that I made last year that I'm trying to get back out now and trying to, yeah. um, you know, just uh, refresh my YouTube channel a little bit. I, I focus so much on this podcast because you know some folks didn't know if i was going to be consistent with it so i wanted to make sure <laughs> yeah i wanted to make sure i was a, i was a d- doubting you because i know how like how, how hard it is, it is. Yeah. and i don't have a you know a daughter in college i don't have a son in high school i don't have a wife i'd like to have a wife right. you know what i mean but i'm like <laughs> right it, it's difficult it's for lot. me to create five episodes a week and i have way more technically you know of time you know you know what i'm saying we both have 168 hours but i was like how are you gonna you know crank these out man it's it's a lot of work and you've been very very and actually all all of um both you caleb and brian have all surprised me i i i really didn't see you guys sticking with it and you all all of you had so yeah. yeah. Well, that's guy. I think it's because we're all we're all together. We're all sticking together. Mr. Producer holds his account. Well, yeah. He's like, hey, where's your file? You know, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Caleb's like, record. Oh, let me hit record right now. Like oh. literally sometimes. So, but yeah. So that's the, he's he's like our training partner. You know, sometimes we just don't want to do it. And he's like, hey, where's the file? You know what's going? Yeah. You got something for me? Today? Yeah, you got you something know? for me. That's what he says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got something for me? Yeah, exactly. It's like. Oh. Is there going to be an episode this week? Yeah, like, that's, yeah. <laughs> I think that's I get what the same says. one. That's, that's what he actually yep. says. Oh. I'm like, yep, sorry, I'm on it. Give me a minute. Oh, man. <laughs> but normally I just forget to send it or there's something I wanted to fix or update or something. And, and that's why I didn't send it. But uh, I haven't gotten to the point, fortunately, where I'm like, hold on, give me an hour. And I like literally record something wow. and send it to him. Well, it's nice having this studio that. that you, you, you have now where you can go and batch. I mean, you got all kind of yeah. content today. 
Yeah, for sure. This is another another form of accountability. I'm paying for this. I mean, not just for this studio, for the whole experience, the whole building and all the yeah. amenities that come with it. But it's just like you, Paul, you've said before, you you, you um, pay for like personal trainers in advance to give you some accountability. No, I, Jonathan Potash, back to JEP. Oh. I heard that from a Jonathan Potashnik oh, okay. um, video that that he does that so i've, I've done that like I, I i bought a two for one package one time like i yeah. got two but he bought for the whole year you know what i mean <laughs> i'm just saying that's you know it's all about accountability so you know i'm trying to get, get you know give you credit and give more examples so i can yeah. get, i can force myself to come here not that it's like forcing myself but you know what i mean like allocate the time to come in here and make as much content as i can so that i can uh, keep things consistent and then so now now that i feel like i have the kind of the, that going i'm trying to get back into youtube and put these videos and, and this has been the longest outro ever yeah yeah well you you uh did you definitely have a fresh studio compared to my green issue podcast <laughs> Oh man, get in where you fit in, man. It looks cozy. You need to get the whole green screen thing or whatever. Oh, I I used to have it um on the on the other wall. I used I, to have a I green remember, screen. Yeah, yeah. So I that, remember. Yeah, um, like a breeze in in the background. Oh, out bird. my window. <laughs> the window. <laughs> oh <laughs> <like>, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So oh hockey. man, <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, that was 2017 or 18. Oh man, that was classic. that might be coming like, back though. Like, you think that was better so than this? Yeah, that was that that got me pumped for oh, sure. I mean, if, if you're gonna do video anyway, you know, if you're gonna yeah, but it, now, you know. now if you're listening, then you know the secret because very few pe- people thought that was a real office, you know, and I got a big old lake <laughs> right. out my window. Yeah. But it was really yeah, just was a green beautiful. screen. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> the breeze in the background, everything. I was like, yeah. man, Paul's living the dream over here. <laughs> oh, man. Had a nice, fresh smile. Yeah, you know, <laughs> then the bulb goes out. You see the green screen. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. You better, you got to get to cooking them burgers, Paul. Yeah, at this point, though. I guess. <laughs> oh, no. It's starting to it's get dark. dark. Yeah, you, you, where I live, you got to be kind of mindful of. Where, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you got to watch out when you visit the. I don't live. I don't live on. Uh, <laughs> I don't live at uh, Lake Taliaferro, man. Yeah, I, I hear you. Atlanta. That is a nice. Yeah, Atlanta's. Uh, <laughs> what's what's yeah, the nonverbal community? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know, man. But uh, that's why we live there because we wanted to get in a nicer area. But you know, yeah, it's, it's a really, it's, it's really kind of, nice neighborhood. It's 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 kind of sad though because it's really nice, and they did a lot of nice things. Like they put in like nice tennis court and basketball court, like mm-hmm. top of like stuff you see on in like TV and movies. But like it got vandalized oh, and all these man. random ghetto people would show up and start bullying people turning like this, this like ghetto playground and we're nowhere near anything like that. Huh. So I don't know how they're like transporting themselves everywhere, just loading up in vehicles because they heard of these awesome basketball courts. So we had to take all the rims off 
So now nobody gets to play basketball because everyone's like fearing for their lives. Oh, so you just got the backboard and, and no rim? Yeah. Oh, just man. take the rims off. Like, dang. Oh, until, man. until further notice. Oh, my god! They, 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 they can't keep the county police there enough because they're like, we got better things to do than to sit here and babysit these guys. And, you know, and then the, the neighbors don't want to deal with it because it's like a bunch of, you know, riffraff hanging out there. And it's, uh, it's, it's just a mess. We've had to apparently repair so much things. They've vanished vandalized and broken so many things there. it's like why can't you just play basketball and then leave like you mm. came to these beautiful courts we have these awesome courts and nets and all that and rims you know that's that's hard to come by in certain neighborhoods so why why spoil it for everybody you know what i mean now there's mm. no rims so so much for that you know like you just mess it up for yourself and everybody else so Everybody, there's a there's a bad area everywhere is the moral to that story but we tried to stay away from all that uh, oh, we better end the episode here. Who knows where we're gonna go? <laughs> Rimless basketball courts. Yeah, we need to land. Oh, the you you tell everyone get... my my uh, executive <laughs> office is a green screen. Uh, if if, uh, if, if oh. Evan from from Equip was here in the background, he'd just be like big eyeballs by now. Like, oh, All right, guys, yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, well, that's a good tease. You got big news uh, one of these days. So, yes, sir. Yeah. Good gonna, news, we're, right? We're, we're, good, we're, yeah, good news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're really finalizing some things. We're wrapping things up here and getting it buttoned up quicker than we ever have. So it's exciting. Wow. All righty. Well, I really appreciate your time, Mr. Short. Let me see the text you sent me. This is uh, <laughs> you down for part two. Short and sweet. <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> We're uh, 50 minutes into this one. So. Oh, man. It's it's all good, man. I'm, I'm going to go grab a bite to eat. Rook, I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate your time as well. Thank you. I, Yeah. Good job, man. <laughs> thanks for, uh, for always making it. Yeah, fun. thanks for always making it fun, man. I appreciate it. And guys, we appreciate you hanging out with Naylor today on the program. It's always a good time. Naylor and I've been friends for years now, and just whenever we get together, we we just fellowship, man. We just enjoy each other's company, and and as we always say, iron sharpens iron, and so we just try to make each other better people and better businessmen, and, and we appreciate you hanging out with us on the program today. Hey, if you want to know the numbers in your business, I recommend the bookkeepers that I use, Megan and Joey. I meet with them once a month and we actually go over the balance sheet for my business, the cash flow statement, the profit and loss statement, and they really help me to know my numbers as well as they do all the bookkeeping. So everything is properly categorized, which makes things easy for tax preparation at the end of the year. And it really helps me feel in more control of my business when I really understand the story that my numbers are telling. And so if you need a quality bookkeeper to take care of your books and to help you understand your business better, I highly recommend Megan and Joey Coberly. I met them years ago at uh, Jason Creel's Lawn Care Life uh, event and, and kind of stayed in touch with them, personally hired them uh, to take care of the books of my business and I highly, highly recommend them. Um, they'll be a huge benefit to your business. To learn more, just check them out. They're on the Green Industry Podcast Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. And you can find them there. And they'll give you a free 15-minute call to just chat to see if it's a good fit to work with your business. And uh, I highly, highly recommend to reach out to Megan and Joey Coberly from Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. Thanks for listening to today's show. Smash that follow button. Hope you'll catch us on the next episode. 
This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.